You gotta say action. <laughs> okay, okay. So we're actually recording now. I was gonna wait and see if you did anything silly, but I figured whatever. I just start recording. Um, okay. So this guy laughing right here. His name is Greg Bussell. I'm guessing most of you know him already because somehow this guy knows everybody. But um, we were just bored and shooting the shit, and so we figured we'd talk and get to know Greg a little bit, I guess. Um, so yeah, here he is. Uh, one thing that I was going to ask you, because me and Mike were talking earlier today, I want to hear your story, your version of how you met me. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Because um, I kind of don't, you know, like there's fuzzy areas. And then all of a sudden areas, we're so. like best buds. Best buds. So... So, the, people may not know your your and I's relationship, but what you, what anybody should know about if they uh, <laughs> our partnership, friendship, no. whatever you are called now, it's 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 2018. Uh, we can just tell the people what it actually is. Um, anyways, the the way I met Wooly and what transitioned into that is to who I am today uh, inside this uh, community. So everybody you know has somebody they meet throughout a way of whatever their trade is or whatever their hobby is that really kind of changes their path in a dramatic way that was me wooly wooly is that person for me hands down hands down um and then on the other hand of things there's there's two kind of spectrums that that i gained from from meeting you i also met the other person that's on this podcast mike sanders and Mike is, if you guys don't know, he does all the really cool stuff behind the scenes of the magazine that a lot of people don't see. Mike keeps the magazine uh, what it is. Yeah, so if you like the magazine, he's the cleanup guy. Yeah, we would <laughs> love to say butts, farts, you know, yeah. whatever. We, you know, we can't. We can't. So Mike, Mike is the reasonable one behind it. He also helps out with... Uh, a huge help of the magazine, which is um, any any company that's willing to advertise. So that's how I, that's the two roles these people play into my life. Now, how do we meet? I remember the first time I really met Wooly, and it may be different, but we went to there used to be these car that's, shows yeah, I in, see how in much the middle of the city. Up, how much I oh remember. man, I do remember? Oh. Uh, there was like okay, oh, so yeah, yeah varsity <laughs> so we're at meets, this car right? show, varsity meet. Yeah, 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 varsity meets. Atlanta has this like fast food place in the middle of Atlanta. It's massive parking lot, and you just have these varsity meets. And uh, and I was going out there. I was a really young kid. Didn't really settle yet into my my community of what I was. You know, I was I had like a turbo Mazda at one time. I had like a Nissan Altima. I was all over the place. Uh, didn't have a drift car. Loved Hondas. So didn't really matter but it was it was a cesspool of people at this car show and one of the cars there was a, a drift car uh cody wellens yeah. and it had all these stickers and stuff and, and then wooly was there now i had heard of s3 magazine i had seen it through like local shops around the area local shops around the area were always like hyped on it because like yo, an atlanta-based import magazine you know yeah i remind you guys this is years and years and years ago this was and oh eight Oh seven, oh eight, seven. Yeah, it was seven, oh eight. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was seven, oh eight. Uh, it was right out of high school. 
oh shit, oh. I turned 30 this year. Uh, school and, you. I was already well past college. Oh yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Mike already had a really nice 401k. Uh, yeah, we, we, he was established, uh, cutting the grass twice, twice a week. Um, but yeah, so wow. we were out there and, and, and Wooly was just like this, like, if you guys have never met Jonathan, he is a giant walking smile and, and like everybody wants to engage with Wooly. Everybody just wants to talk to him. Yeah. He's just I sit here grinning and you go smile. He's a giant walking smile and, and something about it, me and him just started talking and he had some boxes of magazines. He's like, hey, man, we're guerrilla marketing. We're going to hand out all these magazines for free. And we're going to we're gonna get these magazines into people's hands. And I was like, all right. Uh, and I just, like, started acting almost a fool. But I was like, yo, free magazines. And, like, anybody who hears the word free, it doesn't matter if it's air freshener or a sticker at a car show. Like, it's people start coming to see what it is. See, and before and that's you knew it, we gave away all our magazines. To this day, I still feel awkward as hell trying to, I guess because you're promoting your own thing. You know, it's like the guy yeah. that's selling his own CDs out the back of his car. Like, I've never been able to be loud about getting, you know, the magazine to people at a car event or something like that. And uh, I do remember that. I remember you were just naturally great at talking to people and just striking up conversations. And I was like... Dang man, like this kid's really good at doing this. I'm, I guess I'm introverted <laughs> like that. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, yeah. no filter, no shame. But like you got, no. you guys got to understand. Again, like if you know Greg, you know Greg. But like you're all, you're like obnoxious, but in the best ways. You know what I mean? Like cool. a lot of times, there's no in between. Like there's obnoxious <laughs> sons of bitches that just like you know, like you can't be around them for more than a couple minutes. And then there's like. The, the quiet, cool guys, but, like, Greg is, like, the awesome in-between, man. Like, I don't know. Like, Gre Greg is the guy, like, you'll have fun if Greg is around. It's going to happen. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I do appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's... He's, uh, a, he's the energy. <laughs> the energy. It is. Yeah. It's exhausting. I mean, like, how many years did we bring you to SEMA? And I'm telling you this now. I didn't tell you that then. Just because we wanted to have fun at SEMA. We're like, let's bring Greg. Fun stuff will happen if Greg comes. Yeah, so that so now that that conversation leads me into like it's not the first time I met Mike Sanders, but it's one of my first memories of Mike Sanders. And so yeah, so so Willie said one year they're like, "Yo, you want to come to SEMA with us?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's uh, are you kidding me again? I'm out of maybe a year had transpired, maybe two years, maybe three. You know, it's kind of a blur right now, but." Time had passed of me and Willie being friends. He's like, come to SEMA. I'm like, cool. He's like, you got to work, though. And I was like, all right. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. He's like, so the deal is, this is how much it's going to cost for you on the trip. But we want you to bring in new companies, sell these ads, and make up the difference. And if you do that, we'll bring you on for the next year. And I was like, so I can go to SEMA and like for free? Like, I couldn't <laughs> grasp that conversation. you know. And I was like, cool. Let's do it. Um, so we get there and this is my memory of Mike Sanders now is if anybody has never been to SEMA, they separated into like different halls. There's like performance aspect off-road and wheel and tire. And, you know, there's a few other things, but anyways, we go into wheel and tire, which is one of the biggest halls there and it has some of the, 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 the most intimidating companies for sure. You know, it's yes. Uh, companies like Exeti clutch are, are huge companies, but when you really look, oops, I dropped phone. Uh, when you really look at a company like 
Exeti compared to Yokohama Tires. Exeti is a small, small, we, small we entity. Know the tire always puts the game faces on. Right, it, it right. These a are serious haul. Yeah. Right. These are <laughs> when they say they're a marketing manager, they've gone to the Oxford of marketing management. Like they're, yeah, they're whatever <laughs> it is. But so Sanders comes in and like the first booth is like Yokohama. Yokohama has now, if you didn't know this, Mike did. Yokohama didn't do print mag marketing in our oh, demographic no. at that it time. Was, it was Pirelli. Or I Pirelli. Pirelli. It was Pirelli. Pirelli. And he, <laughs> Mike goes, find me the card of the marketing manager that's going to buy us a page. What, were you just screwing with them? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> totally. <laughs> let me, totally. Let me set, hold on. I'm, I'm not the total dick here. Let me, let me set this up and preface it a little bit. So, yeah, SEMA is kind of an absolute shit show for me. Wooly's out there kind of just glad-handing and taking pictures of cars. Uh, my job is to go and make every single dollar that the magazine's going to earn throughout the entire year in this four-day trade show. And it's a massive event. You're just out there, you know, kissing hands, shaking babies, uh, you know, and you got to be professional and fun all at the same time. It's a shit show for me because I have too much to do on my own, so I always try to bring somebody along. Now, me and Wooly have hired not really hired, but brought along a lot of people throughout the years to come in and try to do ad sales. And every single one of them crashed and burned. Uh, nobody really had the balls uh, to pick up the phone and call yeah. people. And it, It's yeah. tough. I mean, I, I do it every day, and I it is frustrating, especially nowadays. It, it's really, really tough. Greg, I got to give you all the props in the world, man. You did it, and you did it very, very well. You like still by accident. Do. <laughs> by accident. That, that's the best way to do I mean, to be honest, we yeah. still have advertisers today that you brought to the table. Yeah. And I love you for it, man. You you Thank did a you. great job. And I got a seat for you anytime you want to come back. But <laughs> you to tell your story. Absolutely. No, it's it's, it's yeah. No, he, I mean he summed it up pretty pretty great is um is you know, like I like I just said a little bit of while like a little while ago. I was out of high school. Uh, much like Jonathan and Mike when they took over the magazine with 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 Cody and stuff when they when S three started these guys didn't know what they were doing they I mean you may have played oh, it yeah, but true. you guys had no idea what you were getting yeah. yourself into you were you were what writing for the magazine P again people who may not know yeah like, Wooly, <clears throat> a lot of people yeah. don't know the magazine was around for a few years before we got hired and very shortly like six weeks after we got hired we got laid off. Um, because the magazine was being sold, and then out of just sheer stubbornness, managed to get in there and buy the magazine. Um, so that's yeah, kind of so where that started. So yeah, I knew how to write an article, but I didn't know the first thing about running a magazine. Yeah, where we were kind of at. And but that was to me that was kind of inspiring. I because yeah. I didn't know the first thing about selling an ad. You we know, did, but we did learn at a young age. Yeah, it. screw it, man. Yeah, screw let's, it. Let's go for it. You know, what's the worst yeah. that's gonna happen? Kind of a thing. And it's kind of it's kind of done us well, man. I mean, we've kind of. Right. That's the thing is that at that age, when you're like in your mid twenties, I don't know, it happens at different times for different people. But there's kind of that fork in the road of like, all right, man, which way are we gonna go here? Like, we're out of college. If we went to college or whatever, like, are we gonna go the route of 
you know, getting a job where we put money in a 401k and we commute to work every day and we got our Starbucks punch card. Are we going to do that? Or are we going to do what the hell we want to do and perhaps fail spectacularly and, you know, end up end up five years later down the road trying to get that same job we could have gotten five years ago, you know? And, and <clears throat> I don't know, I, me and Mike both kind of just went for it, you know, and yeah. uh, me more than Mike, it's kind of totally shaped who I am today for better and worse. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like if S3 ever fails, I'm screwed. Like where am I? Like, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give it like two weeks for somebody to just in the industry to hire me and pay me loads, loads of money to do this or else, or else I'm, I'm, I'm done. You know, I, I, think, I, I gotta go to Key yeah. West and be homeless. That's all I got. I, I, I can literally, Wooly's going to be like that guy where, like, you never have, you always wonder, like, who's the person who sells used boats at a boat lot? That's going to be Wooly. I have a great donkey. <laughs> it's a 16 foot, I, I a cabin 21 over here, inboard outboard. I'd you know, probably be living in one you of know. the boats. <laughs> oh, yeah, easily. easily. We the can whole sell family. that. Let me get a couple things Go out of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank God we didn't have a dog. <laughs> We're living on <around> a <laughs> <the> boat. <laughs> like, yeah. like, no, it's, it's, it, it is. It's funny. Like, S3 has shaped each and every one of us uh, to who we are today. But Not so much Mike Sanders. Mike still has a normal life. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but Mike was the first guy that like when I, um, okay. When I got the magazine, Mike called and Mike was like, I heard you bought a magazine. Cause we, you know, we'd known each other. We weren't like besties by any means, but like we, we knew yeah. each other cause of cars. And, um, yeah, he was like, I heard you had bought, you bought a magazine. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, what, is there anything I can do? Like, can I be an intern? And I was like, man, we need somebody to sell ads like mm-hmm. like in yeah. the next 20 days or we're done for you know and and we i you know when i first got the magazine i had a couple of my college buddies trying to do it and yeah you know like they weren't doing it i had yeah. a friend that I used to install with doing it and he wasn't doing it like it's hard to just jump in there and start selling and uh mike who was only what 20 at the time uh i guess it's his deep voice but people listen to him <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Unlike yeah. me, which I've learned from these podcasts that I sound like a dorky Tom from Blink. And it, I, I gotta work on that. I gotta start. Damn you, you Tom. <laughs> Seriously. But, um, no, hey, yeah, when you were talking about that night at the varsity, though, you had something wrong. There was, it was another, it was, it, it we, was we did Jonah meet, from AM7. Jonah from AM7 introduced and us, I didn't had just, Well, I had just, yeah, I guess so. I had just met Jonah like, he was like new in town and so i had met him through ben howard yeah, yeah. I think it was ben howard and um and uh and so you know we had only known each other for a little while but he didn't know anybody going to this varsity meet so like we met up with him i met up with him and then you were like oh it's jonah from msa he had that, yeah. that purple civic or whatever color that thing was and uh and yeah so that's where that was so be, so let's let's date this person now. Jonah Jonah now is funny how he plays a role is because like he was Jonah a legend, moved from right? California. Like, I wasn't a huh? ha- I wasn't a haunt I you know, I was into Hondas, but I wasn't like a Honda yeah. guy like you guys were. But this dude's He's a like Honda a god legend. Godfather <laughs> legend. Yeah. Jonah yeah. Jonah started a crew in California um with like Tank and a few other guys like Tank. but it was called AM seven. Tank, <laughs> yeah. Uh, AM7 and AM7 was also like a graffiti crew as well in California but nonetheless they were like the first first dudes tucking 
and shaving engine bays. If you want to claim you're the first person that ever tucked and shaved a Honda engine bay, you're wrong. It was Jonah. <laughs> Tell it to Jonah. Like, I'm going to prove you every day. Dude. He did something crazy. He got this, like, EK. I think it was, like, the EK Civic off the lot in, like, 2000. And then two weeks later, he started shaving the bay he or something like that. Like certified badass. Like, when I certified met him, badass. I was with Ben Howard, I think, and we were – he was already at some restaurant where we were going to meet him. And he, it's like you said, Godfather. Like, we walked in there, and he's just at a table. Like, I don't know if you can see me, but, like, you know, like he was just chilling. <laughs> yeah. Like, his arms yeah. were out, and he was just sitting there like he freaking owned the place. Yeah, man. He was, he yeah. Was it's awesome. basically, you're, you're picturing that, like, half-moon-shaped table, and he's just sitting in the middle of it by himself. Yeah, like, yeah that's basically it. Yeah, <laughs> Pretty yeah. much, yeah. It's just, it's a giant table. It's, like it's a little, little dog. Like, family <laughs> fits, yeah. and he's just sitting in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah no, he, he was this dude, but, it, I mean, he was, like, kind of a, a powerhouse in the Honda community, and to the point where, like, I saw the sticker on the back of an AM7 crew, and I'm like, what is this car doing in Georgia? You know, like, it, it, it was on SI wheels. It was nothing to look at. I, but I knew the engine bay. I'd followed its build, and I was and a like real a nerd at the time. Interior. And it had, like, a leopard, professionally wrapped leopard <laughs> interior. Like, and again, days, this, was, this was 2008 or something. So, like, Ricer was still a thing. Um, it, was, it was a thing, but, like, Leopard interior is pretty rice. <laughs> Boy, you professionally have it like tastefully leopard wrap in a purple Civic. It's kind of tight. Yeah, when you're like, Jonah, you pull it off because you like pull it, off. it was like yeah. the, the guy in the car is just like, okay, it works, man. It works. I yeah, get it. Yeah. yeah, this is cool. And yeah. and so like it, it was this style thing, but like so like like as I said, like when I met Wooly, I was still trying to find my way. I really liked the Honda community. I think when I met you, I had like a Mazda Speed Protege. No, it was after that. You had a uh, Integra. Integra. Oh, I actually, I had a car in S3 Magazine before I knew you. The Mazda Speed Protege. We went to the bowling alley and they shot all of us. It was called GACC, Gay Ass Car Club. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, you weren't weren't the Fag Mob? Or was that Fag Mob? Fag Mob no, was, was the Florida, Alabama, <laughs> Georgia, Mazda Owners Mazda Brigade. Mazda Owners Brigade. <laughs> Fag Mob. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's Fag Mob and then there was GACC, which was like Georgia, uh, whatever, something. Uh, but yeah, it was Gas yeah, Car Club. And uh, yeah, my car is an S3, that's right. Uh, but yeah, I had this Integra. But I was really a lot, mostly friends with like drift, drift guys, you know, and. Uh, but me and I took Wooly to his first import line. Ah, bullshit! You were friends with like all the Honda guys, man. Like oh, Jay, true. Jay, okay. don't lie. Dirty Octopus. You um, can't claim Jay twice. You can't just say Jay twice. No, I didn't think you heard me. <laughs> there were a couple of them. There was a couple like Jay. That's like saying I have like I, I've got a black friend, you know, Rick, <laughs> Rick's um, sister. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Speaking of black friend, who was the guy, and, and this is sad, but I'm thinking about it just because it's the anniversary. Who was the dude with the Red S2000 that rolled it and lost his arm? Witty. Witty. Yeah, Witty. I was thinking about that Witty at Import Showdown. Because that, that happened outside Witty's of Import man. Showdown. Yeah, right? Import yeah. Showdown. Because yeah. we were just there yeah. last yeah. weekend. What the hell yeah. is he, what's he up to? He is, so for those of y'all don't know, tire. he was, <clears throat> he was basically so, doing what... We all do. I mean, totally innocently was hooning around before hooning was a thing. Um, 
outside of, you know, uh, Import Showdown, and he had a turbocharged SD1000. It was quick and tail happy, and he got into it and got into boost, and it went around. He ended up, what, going in a field and rolling it. And yeah. um, I don't even think he had his seatbelt on yet, did he? Because he was like, maybe that's what saved him, because he got thrown or something. Right. I don't, I don't right. remember. I, I, was, I, was a, I was a couple cars ahead, so I had already left. I was uh, ironically in Key West. Which, yeah, oh, wow. about twice already. Uh, but uh, no, I was with Shocker Joe in Key West, and then and then we started hearing about it. Yeah, yeah, he uh, he lost. So yeah, a good good buddy of mine uh, used to be in this. I, I still am. I can claim it. I love the guys. Premium Garage Crew, yeah. and uh, yeah, PGK for life. Uh, yeah, uh, I got a Honda again, so I can claim PGK. Uh, you anyways, Good friend of mine, got um, you know, <laughs> unfortunately lost his arm. He just keeps talking. Shout out, shout out to Discount Tire. He worked for Discount Tire. I don't know the full story of it, but I remember Discount Tire tremendously helped him in like retaining his job throughout him having to go through rehabilitation, helped him out with medical bills. Uh, Discount Tire definitely helped him out. And the last I heard, he works at Discount Tire still with uh, Stephen Burke, who had the STI that I think you guys featured a while ago uh, from Bremen Crouch Crew. Was it white the white one. one? You always wore the yep. Oakleys everywhere? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. I remember him. Yeah, they both work together. So Dude, shout out to days, get Discount man. Tire. If you're not an advertiser, you should. <laughs> discount uh, Tire, they're good guys. Can you that one's us? free. <laughs> Thanks for helping out my friend when he rolled his car. Yeah. <laughs> discount Tire. When you're looking for new used tires, <laughs> Discount Tire. Um, but, man. no, it's, it, and so we, whenever I talk to Willie, we have these things where, like, we reminisce. And we get stuck in these reminiscing. And it's funny because we'll reminisce about things that happened, you know, 15 days ago almost. You know, it's just <laughs> – it, it, it's been so much of a uh, of a high-speed, great roller coaster. <clears throat> and it, it goes off to you as well, Mike. And, like, I mean, there's stories that we can tell. Like, there's, like – we were talking about, like, if, if, what, if I got to the show, we would do this, like, Joe Dirt scenario. We're, like, four <laughs> days long. We're talking to the story. <laughs> And I feel like we do that for, for just the California trip that we went on. Yeah. And oh, yeah. and and we stumbled across the game Mecca well, dude, like, of America. I keep trying to figure out how to work oh, this. Damn, you love that. Oh, that California trip. I thought you meant the one with Matt Jones. Can we introduce this California trip a little bit and say what happened? No, wait. Hang on. First, because I keep trying to work it in, and Greg keeps going somewhere else. Okay, back to when we first met, right? Like, so right. that night, uh, we figured out that we were both going to Import Alliance Summer. This was 2008. Yes, right. 2008. And, um, and so we were going to meet up or something, right? But, okay, so right. the backstory is I was there with my buddy Ryan Key, who you might know from Yellow Card, right? He, uh, we had right. grown up together. I grew up in Jacksonville, so... Um, you know, we were buddies from whatever, first or second grade, and then we've always kept in touch. Well, anyway, he moved to Athens, Georgia, um, and uh, and so he was like, I ain't got nothing to do. Let's, uh, let's go to this Import Alliance thing. So we rode out to Import Alliance. We had a hotel room. You show up, and where'd you go? Gone. Did he hang up? I don't know. I know his phone battery was really low. Anyway, keep telling your story. All right, we'll see if he rings back in. Um, so, <clears throat> man, I don't want to tell a story without him. I gotta, ha I gotta have his like, uh huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta have his perspective on it. Let me see. Uh, if, let me see if I can add him back in. 
Alright, alright, alright. Let's do this. Hmm. Crap! We might have to make this a two-segment thing if I can't... Oh, wait! Hang on! Hang on. It made a noise. Was that you? I don't think so. Right. See him. You see him? Technology has failed. Can you see him? <laughs> he came in like he's on Apollo and just goes, Technology has failed. And now he's <laughs> Wait, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. Why can't I see so, you? I can't see you. Uh because it's uh hold on, there's so many buttons. There's like four of them. Okay. There's one that says hang up. Like one that looks like a video camera. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, so where did we lose you? I was talking about me and Ryan Key. We're going down to IA. We had the hotel. You came over to the hotel. Did you hear that? Oh yeah. Oh, I remember it though. Okay, so but you gotta hear it. You gotta hear it. I want to hear your side, and then I want to hear my side because it's kind of funny. Like, okay, so you were like, yeah, like me and my boys here, like we don't really have a place yet, and. Me and Ryan were like, dude, they gave us this corner room for some reason. It was huge, remember? And we were like, yeah. stay with us. And you're like, what do I owe you? And me yeah. and Ryan were like, dude, don't worry about it. I'll tell you what, just go get us the beer for the night. Didn't think anything of it. It was like, go right. get us the beer for the night. And, you know, hindsight 2020, you were like, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. And then you go to get the beer. And then we went to the lobby and had a beer. And I, like three hours later, we're like, where the hell is this dude, Greg? Like, I wonder, did he get lost or what? And then you come back with the beer, come to find out later, you weren't 21. And no, I didn't no. know that. It took me, and we're at Import Alliance where all my friends were like 17, 18 also. See, so, I just, like, once I turned find 23, somebody... I figured everybody was 21. Like, that was <laughs> No, I went to a gas station, and uh, just a, a stranger stranger ended up buying that beer for you that night. Well, yeah, you, yeah. and, and, the, cute, and then, the cute thing, guys, is that, like, he didn't want to tell me, and Ryan, this, like, lead rock singer, that, um, that he wasn't 21. No. <laughs> so I I like, cool. we would have been I like, dude, cool. no was... problem. We'll go right across the street and get the beer. Oh, yeah. Instead, yeah, you I'd, have, like, I'd this, only tasted beer like five bad, times. Yeah, you wouldn't like, have like this I think I got them just so you know how amateur. I think I got you guys like Foster's because I, I didn't know, know what beer was. It's <laughs> 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 my first time buying beer. Uh, rolling know. Rock, please. I just remember thinking that was pretty damn funny. Yeah. No, it's so... Yeah, we've we've had these like crazy, crazy adventures. So, so what you, you got a uh, a timeline of events you want me to cover over there, Willie? You got a because we've got some stories. No, I I've think... got a couple that are kind of coming back to me just as we're talking about this. The California trip was pretty funny because if I remember correctly, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that we kind of put like the itinerary of that trip in your hands. Do you guys and, see a pattern oh, yeah. here? <laughs> like we start yeah. putting things in Greg's hands and going. All right, that's, Greg's taking care of that. It always works, but it, <laughs> and it's like the longest possible way to get home. Like, so, so the show was in L.A., I think, wasn't it? So the well, it was that yeah. the it was the Ibach, 2011. Okay, it was yeah. Ibach. It's in Compton or right outside Compton, I think. Yeah. All right, Gina, now tell Gina. everybody where where do you booked our hotel? Oh fuck! <clears throat> uh, it was 
It was far enough Palm to like Springs. start like two car fights. Palm Springs. For Palm you Springs. Cali boys out there, you know how far away that is. So I got from Palm <laughs> Springs. And for you Cali guys out there, in. you know who's in Palm Springs. Yeah. <laughs> so there was this beautiful bed and breakfast in Palm Springs. And uh, so this is a little backstory. I'm not the total asshole here. Um, there, Wooly usually takes care of our flights and stuff. But Wooly would always book everything like 24, 36 hours before we need to be to this place. Yeah. So, like, it just got to the point where, like, he never dropped the ball, though. I will say this. No, I never dropped the ball. Nonetheless. Thanks. It just sucked. So I'm like, let me, look, guys, let me, look, guys, let me, let me take care of the itinerary this time. I'm like, cool, you got it. I book it months in advance. Everything's great, right? Um, so, yeah, come to find out we're nowhere near. I book okay. us the smallest car. For, like, five really big guys. I think I got us, like, a compact car with, like, luggage for everything. And Wait, you're, you're, wait, you're, you're getting ahead of yourself. So we land, and we go hang out with Yo from Rogue God, Status. that was a cool trip. From Rogue Status, who is another certified badass. Um, yeah. So he's in Venice Beach. So we, like, spend the day hanging in Venice Beach. Then... We tell him we're going to Palm Springs, and he kind of looks at us a little cross-eyed, like, what? You're doing what? And we're like, yeah, man, Palm Springs. Like, great, got this awesome place. And he's like, all right, yeah, I mean, whatever. I, I, I don't, okay. And, <laughs> we're just Georgia boys. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. Did it? Didn't we and, go buy a car on his lunch break? No, he went to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he went to go get the yeah. Scion. Uh, the TC or something. It was like a that Kangucci later drove. I don't know, but he remember yes. he took. Yeah, he they took, turned it into Kangucci's drift car. We went and bought that on a lunch break. He took the rear wheel drive two JZ Scion XB to go get it. Who Rut later bought that Rutledge Wood. But remember when he left it, he just started doing like four or five big ass donuts in the middle of this damn boulevard road. Like it was just no, like that was just like his like. closed down an intersection. That was like how he said thank you to the dealership. He was just like, thanks yeah. guys. Yeah, I'll come pick up the car tomorrow. I can pick up the car tomorrow. Yeah, okay. And just did like five barrels yeah. left. Yeah. Um, so but yeah. yeah, throughout the time we told probably five or six people that we were going to stay there and got and funny Palm looks. Springs. And got looks. In Palm Springs. But we didn't know. And they, they wanted None to be know. politically correct. So they were like, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's kind it's of far. It's a little far, yeah. I don't it's know. a little far. It's a lot of your way. Yeah, we're like, ah, no problem. You know, we want to. And so we also book it uh, jointly with Natalie, if you remember, and Nick Weir. Yeah. From Scenic yeah. Crew. So, again, another really you know, deeply rooted person in the industry. They don't know either. They didn't say anything either. They're staying at the same exact hotel as us. And they're even like, this is kind of far from Los Angeles. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so anyways, we get there. And I mean, I don't know if I, how far I'm fast forwarding, but nonetheless, we finally get there. Like guys, I'm telling you, it was like two, two and a half hours. It was way the fuck out the way. I'm looking at we it get right there. now. There's no traffic. It is, it is almost two hours. And there was a lot of traffic that day. It There's a lot. Of, yeah. California. It may be 15 miles. <laughs> yeah. It took us two and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, we just wanted drinks. We just wanted to get drunk. And uh, so I'm like, guys, let's change. Let's go get some drinks. All right, cool. Everybody's down. Everybody's game. We're hungry. You know, let's go get these drinks. Uh, I put on my best attire. 
you know, I polish my shoes, You're really put on my socks, you know, <laughs> spray on my cologne. We meet in the lobby and we head on out. And I remember, like, we probably walked one block and took a turn right because I heard some music. And Greg is doing his little, like, high energy kind of, like, dance strut. Yeah, like what Mike's doing, you know? <laughs> Um, and I remember and, uh, there was this club. I forgot what it was, it was called. All about it. But it was definitely like the music, it you know. Called, I think it was Hunters. Bear. It was called Hunters. It was called Hunters. And they were playing that music. And I remember you going, you're not going to get me out of there tonight. Like, <laughs> just yelling at everybody. The, total... the easily the funniest thing ever and we were there with our friend Jonathan Walker and he told it to me the other day and I almost lost it is he yelled at me love for sale no yeah like and it, I, like, it yeah. was like this like something out of a movie where like everything started kind of twisting and it all started coming together and it was oh, just like, like there's like seven <laughs> of us just now finding out yeah, that, somebody, that like, this town is the gay mecca of America yeah we didn't know this yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and we're not making fun of this town no. Even the guy at the hotel tried to tell us. Yeah. But like, he was like, he wouldn't really what say are you guys doing like, Why are you guys here? And we're like, car show! Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you're in the wrong room. No. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just like, you, and it, I think it was also, it was it was Gay Pride Weekend or something what? super ironic. But all, like, we were oblivious. We were oblivious to this, and all of a sudden it was like, Oblivious to Gay Pride Weekend. Rainbow flag. You know, like, it was like this, this, and that one guy was like, love for sale, and we were just like, what? <laughs> Some gentleman came up to me and offered love for sale within that half block. It was hilarious. It I remember was. just looking around, it was like, two dudes sitting there eating romantically. Two dudes! Fell into a wormhole. Fell into a yeah. wormhole. And this and was before we balleted at a all... gay bar. So, like, so now you have seven, eight people looking at each other going, oh my god. And yeah. it clicked all of us at the same time. And nothing more. We just went back to the hotel room. All the place, all the bars we wanted to go to were Gay Pride Weekend. And it was just, it's not that we didn't belong. I mean, they were packed. I still would have went and danced. I mean, I, I, to be honest, you know, a, a good dance floor is a good dance floor. Uh, I'd already got hit on like seven times in one block. You can't I mean, argue with the music. It's pretty good for self-confidence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the yeah. first time I handled our itinerary. Yeah. I think that was the last time, I actually. Did. You know, the the trip that I remember the most vividly, though, was when you bought that piece of shit CRX that Wooly now owns, hey, and we drove a piece to of Texas. Shit? That was a classic. It's, you're right, it's even worse now. <laughs> no, and, and we took it, and we drove it to Texas. Do you remember Immediately. This? Immediately. I don't remember the name of the show that we went to. It Import was a smaller Reactor, show. dude. Import, Import Reactor. It was the, That's the it. car Reactor. show, and it was kind of at night, and it was combined with that giant anime convention. Yeah. That was what made it awesome. It was like a Comic-Con anime convention thing, and it was yeah. all in the same hotel. Yeah. So you got a couple of car guys walking around, and then just like comic book characters and shit everywhere. Yeah, like and they would not break character. Forever. I like got my soul sucked out by a ninja, <laughs> and crazy stuff going on. Oh, yeah. yeah, for those yeah, of you guys listening, it was. I mean, it had to be yeah. like a I don't know thirteen plus story hotel or something like that. It was a big hotel, and uh, it was packed full of people in costume, and then the car guys. Matter of fact, I remember like the car guys were getting wild. Like, we were partying. Like, the event was... We were the tape ones. Yeah. I remember a cop <laughs> a, a cop looked at us, and he was just like, 
shaking his head. And he yeah. was like, at least we know what you guys are going to do. You guys are going to go do burnouts. We get it. Like, we can handle that. I don't know what the hell these guys are doing. Like, he was like, I, I don't know how to handle this. Um, it was um, it was an insane car show. That was, that's where, like, that was that's where, actually met that was, uh, Jerry actually. That's where you met him. That was the event. You're breaking uh, up. Jared Deanda. Oh, uh, right. Jared. J-Rod. He was there? Yeah. I don't know why oh. he was there. That's cool. Um, I think there was maybe an event going on this same weekend, maybe. Huh. Like an FD event or something. That's, or where, like, that's where Richie <laughs> or just meant, but, uh, Richie about fell yeah, off no, the, 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 the hotel. The story is basically like uh, Wooly and, and Sanders were going to this um, this car show out in Texas, and I really, really, really wanted to go with these dudes. and uh, But they didn't have any room. They had no room to go to this show with me in and the their car. cars. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't. I had just torn apart like my EK Civic because I'm an idiot, and was just like, yeah, I don't need a car right now, you know. But I really want to go to this car show, so I found a friend that would trade me his CRX for like a couple racing seats and a couch, and <laughs> and he's like, I was like, does it run? He's like, I mean, I drove it to work this morning, and like, I don't. It wasn't really that good. And so I was like, cool, <laughs> sold. And like, I, we just got in the car and drove. And son of a bitch, that car drove all the way to Texas. Halfway through, the window fell down. It fell off the regulator halfway through. So I had to drive through rain and everything with the window down. I didn't know what I was doing. I just kept – I know it's like an easy fix. I just – Keep kept driving. driving. <laughs> and, I mean, we hit, like, a wall of bugs in Texas. By the way, yo, Texas fucked up. Shout out to Texas. You guys are fucked up. You're the Australia <laughs> of America. I'll say that. Like, you got some crazy bug storms and stuff. But now I got bugs all inside the car. <laughs> like, it was not a good time. Um, no AC. Like, the car had, like, I don't know. Anyways. If I remember correctly, I think my sister rode with you on yeah. that trip. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> she was a trooper. <laughs> yeah, she really Bug filled, well. getting rained on, no air yeah. conditioning, total trooper. Meanwhile, this car squeaking, rattling, shaking, falling apart, windows missing, you know, all the way to Texas. And, uh, and we're, I mean, through the summer, Louisiana heat, it was insane. And Wooly ended up getting that car and turning it into that blue CRX he has now. Yeah. yeah so that's the uh, blue CRX. That was, a, that was a car bought on a whim. And then we <laughs> traded on a whim. <laughs> we traded on a whim. Wooly and I used to um, a lot of a lot of really cool ideas for the magazine and, and still Hood, which was the, the apparel line and product line of S3 magazine. Uh, still Hood um, came out of this parking lot. Wooly and I used to valet park cars together, and we used to work late night, you know, so five o'clock to like one, two in the morning sometimes, just parking cars. And so you can imagine there's down car nerds and we would just like spitball these like great ideas or we'd find a feature car try to think of like the titles to them and and when you work with somebody for that amount of time in just a fun environment running around you know you know high energy that's the you thing come up with we some were, really funny ideas yeah we were valeting cars but we were working on the magazine like it was, yeah it, that's where those issues for anybody that's been subscribed long enough that what 2000 10, 11, 12, that kind of era, like, those were being made at valet lots. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, oh, no, exactly. seriously, like, so th there's thousands of them out there now, but I think that the one, two, three, four, fifth shift knobs, that was you guys. Yeah, that came from, yeah. Yeah. That came from mm -hmm. a hot knob parking lot. Oh, yeah. that parking lot. Yeah, we made a shift knob where the fifth gear said FIF. What else? Because of... We did the haters gonna hate hat. Like, okay, so up on the top yeah. of the hat, haters gonna hate. Underneath it said, but fuck them. But the butt was two T's. Like said, basically, it says haters gonna hate, and if you flip up the brim, it says butt fuck them. <laughs> so a lot of people just with flipped up brims just had hats that said butt fuck them. It was the funniest thing and, in the and, entire world. And whoever's disgusted by that right now, we only made the hat twice, and each time it sold out in the first <laughs> yeah, day. Sold out. I, mean, I don't want to hear it. It's total. Sold. It's, Best idea it's yet. total impulse yeah. stuff. You're at an event, yeah. you see it, and you're like, I have to have this. And then you're <laughs> yeah. like, I can't wear this in in my community. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what the hell? But no, they were they were fun ideas, man, and they came from like a really fun place. You know, like we weren't trying to like make profit or make money. It was all about this is cool, and for that reason, we have to do it. You know, it was just that's the way it was. It was. It was. It was. Um, it was cool to be part of something where every other day you're convincing yourself it's going to tank. And so every other day in between, you're convincing yourself you're going to do everything you have in your entire power to make this the best thing possible. Yeah. And so it's this beautiful balance of like, you know, we each have our down days of like, yo, the magazine's got to go to print, but we don't have enough money. We have to sell this. Or, hey, man, like we just have to print. The print builds way more than it is. Or we don't have cars. Or we're running out of time. Or whatever it is. There was always stressors. And But there was each one of us, each intricate person, you know, uh, Yusuf, Walker, Sean Bradford, any of these contributors that have been throughout there to help pick you back up. And, and, and the nice thing is, though, working with, Wooly, who's the editor of the magazine, is dude. Like I can see why Google has bikes, you know, around their work area. Oh, you know, yeah. if you do, it's like those little bikes. Like if you ever get hey. into a brain fart, just hop on a bike, do a couple laps, come on you back. Keep breaking because up. you become like. Oh, um, can you hear me? You keep breaking up. Working. Oh yeah, yeah. I got great internet. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I tap off my I can neighbors. see half of your face and you're breaking up, but whatever, man, you do you. <laughs> no, the, the listeners, talking. they can hear me. The okay. listeners can hear me. Yeah, it must just be me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, yeah, Mike, Mike, hang up. Uh, anyways, <laughs> you're messing it up, Mike. Uh, but we, yeah, so when you work with somebody long enough and you're you're smiling, having fun at that job, you know, running around Valley Park and Cars, you come up with some really unique ideas for a company where, like I said, you don't know if it's thriving, surviving, losing. It's hard to kind of track success in the magazine. We just were having fun with it. Yeah. That's all I can say. Yeah. We were just having fun. We were hanging out, running around, doing whatever, going to these cool-ass car shows, and and... We just thought we were so cool, and we were. We still are. We're just older and tired, and we gotta go to bed soon. <laughs> like, I don't know if I think I'm cool now, but I definitely think we were really cool then. Like the other we day, I was really cool. the other day I was like consolidating back issues, trying to make some space and stuff, and I was looking through some of those like, uh, like the Joe Schneider and, and Nick Weir's Caddy era, and those no. those issues, dude. Like I go back and look at those. And I'm proud. 
You know, the stuff yeah. before it, I'm like, oh, Lord. Like, some of that yeah. early stuff. They're yeah, next to yeah each they're other, Mike's yeah. point. That whole area, that couple mm-hmm. of years, man, was a lot of fun. It really was. Man. It, um, it was. And there wasn't really any definitive thing that that changed it, though. It's not like we went through, like, a new artist or we went through, like, a new graphic designer or we went through, like, anything or, or we started featuring trucks or anything groundbreaking. It was just our day-to-day life and our mentality was a little bit different. You know, yeah, we have a lot of the same crew still making the magazine now, the same contributors or a lot that you guys have that we had back then. Yeah. I think it was just a younger mentality. And, well, and, you know, and I mean, this is, if it goes out to anybody out there, it's like, dude, we're preaching it. Like if you're having fun doing what you're doing, it's going to be the best product. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it really is true. We weren't thinking about, like, the business side of it. We were just... And and to set the stage, I was... To set the stage, to set the stage, I'm a Delta brat. My mom is, you know, retired from Delta, but she's worked for Delta my whole life. So, at that point, I was valeting just so I had money to go to Hawaii, like, three times a year. And it was, like, all of that combined, I was really getting into this, this kind of effort mentality, you know? And we were just doing whatever we thought cool it was you know on the clothing side it was all the neons and the bright ass colors and the really kind of abrasive logos <laughs> and vulgarity and and stuff yeah. like but it was cool man it really so was i to apologize for you know yeah. you know you know it's cool when like your graphic designer goes and is like all right here's seven t-shirts but we only have enough money to print two of them. <laughs> or here's yeah, here's four hats. We can only print one. And you go, we're <laughs> like that. That's like the definitive. We're having fun. Like that's where like you have four beautiful yeah. hats, but one of them says butt fuck them, and like it's the last one. It's like a separate attachment. You know, like he doesn't even want you to see. It. Yeah, like should but, we like, these online? Or he's not hyped on it, and 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 you know, and it's like. <laughs> That's right. He was like hiding yeah. that one so we wouldn't see it. Just hide. Yeah, it was that there. one. I, I see it down there. That one. <laughs> that one. That one. I know what you um, mean. But there was. I remember. But at the same time, it didn't come easy. So, like I said, like we were having fun and, and all this stuff. But it, it didn't come easy. Those those years in the magazines did not come easy in the sense of there was a lot of like arguments. Now nothing where I was like fuck you, Mike, or fuck you, Wooly. But it was a lot of since we were running such an opinionated magazine, we were opinionated with one another as well to where choosing a cover car is not as easy as you guys would think when you're trying to shape an image of a magazine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, When you have like 15 great looking cars, it ain't easy guys. I remember the Viva hood one. And actually the one, if you guys can see it right above Mike's head, that hood rat, you can't see the whole thing. Um, it's above the caddy one. Um, but yeah, that car, was a shit basket but dang man it had style and it was before you know it was before being a turd was like in you know what i mean and like so we were at southern worthersea or whatnot uh and uh and you know everybody had their flawless little cars and then there was this dude you know and that was one where we were like screw it man let's do it and not only let's shoot it let's put it on cover you know like let's piss some people off you know this, yeah this will be fun yeah and the other one is the viva hood one the one that's right next to mike's arm right now i remember being in hawaii and i was talking to joe schneider uh who had the yellow uh civic that was on one of our earlier covers and i was like man there's this corolla it's busted 
we're gonna get hate, but damn, man, it's got something, you know? It's just, like, cool. And he was like, dude, like, you guys wouldn't be us three if you didn't do it. Just the fact that you're sitting here trying to rationalize it, to me, means that you know the answer already, you know? He's like, yeah. you gotta do it. He's like, S3 is the magazine for the fucking underdog, man. He's like, you, these yeah. are the guys that are out there with limited budgets working in their garage, and their garage doesn't even light up because light bulbs are out. And You know, he's like, that's S3, man. It's the real deal. He's like, let Honda Tuning do the pretty stuff, you know? Or let Super Street do that, you know, pedestal stuff, you know? He's like, you, got, you, you gotta do it. And so right. that, that's where we were. In that time, we, we were just we were, and it was each intricate character, and so, <clears throat> so <clears throat> where you can kind of see the bigger realm if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning. Which, if you have, damn, you're a great trooper. Uh, but first off, is like I said, like how Wooly and Mike and these guys really shaped where I am to the industry, and we're slowly telling you these stories. And this was really kind of young in my career in this industry, right. and you could see now why I can't do any I can't fail I was built with this bulletproof backing of fate in a company to where like yo let's ground break let's push the limits let's argue let's collaborate let's work together let's build memories let's make friends and let's have a smile along the whole time and let's build something that we believe in to where when I got that mentality from working with you guys I can carry that into any job yeah anything i do any way of life and i swear to you now like nobody's gonna do greg Busell better than greg Busell does him <laughs> and and that that's it that's it, it. and it's a, it's a sense of me. cockiness yeah it, it means is, a lot to me to know that we kind of helped to hardwire that in yeah. man because it really it does it may, ah. again it goes back to that whole you were at a point you know what i mean you were whether yeah. you do it or not you were kind of at a turning point in your life childhood's over what are you going to be? You know, like it's kind of those, those, those years that are so crucial, you know, in your mid twenties or early twenties where it's like, who are you going to listen to, man? You're going to listen to the, mm-hmm. to the damn man, to your parents, or are you going to listen right. to your heart? You know, you're going to do what you right. want to do. <clears throat> the voice. Yeah. Um, so like when people, I guess like, you know, when people ask me like, you know, you work for a performance shop, you know, so currently now I work for a company called Corey works and we build race cars um, formula drift cars and, and, and we do all kinds of just really, really exciting things and and I also work for a company called Grid Life and, and we're a music and motorsports festival um, entertainment brand and it's it's uh, it's groundbreaking again revolutionary you know thing segment into this car industry that uh, again a ton of creative minds have put together but I'm lucky enough to be part of it. Nonetheless like I have these things now. And uh, when friends ask me, you know, how did you get into this or how can I do this? Or, man, I really want to do this. You know, I have these friends that that hate their nine to five. And so they they see me smiling and every day I wake up happy to go to work and ask me, like, how it happened. And it's just like, man, you've, you've got like one time, one introduction with every person you meet. You never know when that introduction is going to be your next like career move or life change or right. person you're going to marry. You get one introduction. And and this industry that we, we work in is so, so small that those times where I may have only thought I'm going to have one introduction, never meet that person again, become lifetime-like friends. So, so don't – remember every person you can in the industry. Don't ever fuck anyone over. 
And if you love that industry, whether it be cars or or breeding dogs or tattoos or whatever, it doesn't matter what it is. It's a smaller industry than you may realize, and all you have in that's your name. Yeah. And well, so yeah, do we your best to save that name. On, on the Koenig podcast, I, I remember you saying yeah. the same thing, and it's just like, dude, this industry is smaller than you think you... And people will quickly see through the bullshit, you know? Like, if you're right. not genuine, and, you know, that gets around faster than you might realize. You know, people talk. Yeah. Um, and, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's, like, super awesome advice for somebody. I mean, you're, like, what, seven or eight years younger than me. Somebody that's seven or eight years younger than you. You know, like, you guys need to hear right. that if you're listening. Right. Um, no, it is, it is. Like, I can speak for Greg on that. Like, Greg is freaking 100% genuine on everything he does and says. If he's doing it, it's because he believes in it. And if he, you know, it's like, <laughs> you wouldn't do yeah. it if you didn't. I mean, there's, there's right. just, I've never seen anything, I've never seen some situation where you were selling yourself out or you were, you know, doing it for whatever, the wrong reasons or a profit or what. Everything I've ever seen you do has been genuine. And it's like it's it's like mark it's like uh, networking at its best. But for you, it's just it's just an accident. Living, <laughs> yes. it's living. I get to I, 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 am. <laughs> I uh, so yeah, like Mike, you know. So so I love how these like stories come to wrap up. Like when we start to get to a story. So like so this is like kind of a two parter. But like where we look at like where Mike introduced me to this Pirelli company, right? And he was like, "Yo, grab that business card." I, I never got the business card. I, I, I stood for like 30 minutes. I even tried to leave. And Mike oh, said, go back Sam. in there. Mike said, go back in there. We're not leaving. <laughs> and I'm standing I'm standing around a field of like what looks like sharks. Suits. And I'm young. I'm wearing like this dumb fluorescent shirt on <laughs> that's like still hood across it, you know. And like, yeah, man, I have a butt fuck shirt on. And I'm just trying to get a marketing manager card. And uh, never got I need to talk it. to the important guy. I need to talk to the important guy, you know, but it's funny because now I'm in an industry where, you know, with, with say grid life now where I have, um, not to my own heart, but a similar brand, you know, I, I have those marketing managers reaching out to me now. Yeah. And it just, but it all, it all started from a point where I didn't know what I was doing. I had sweaty palms didn't know what I was getting in, but you know, it's not thrown to the sharks. Cause I mean, I, he was there to help me throughout the whole thing. And he taught me the reins. I, I owe all that, the, the kind of marketing esque uh, partnership side of stuff to Mike really teaching me that and, and how that all works and um, really how the industry works. Really. Mike gave me a crash course on that. And, uh, and, and, and then it stems into again, the second part of it, how small this world is. So Wooly, uh, Willie and I have this one common friend. His name's Keenan. He's from Memphis, Tennessee. And we met him at Import Alliance, the first one that me and Willie went to where I, I bought the beer for him. <laughs> and and we all hit it off great. Now, here we fast forward, what, 10 years or whatever. And his roommate, his current roommate, is asleep on my couch <laughs> on the other room. And he's part of our pit crew. And it's completely irrelevant to me. Yeah. But he, his roommate, is one of the best tuners in the U.S. And he is working on our Formula D car this year at Coru Works because he's also friends with my boss, Carrie Brown, 
who worked at this performance shop. Like it, it's just it's a small community, dude, to where we met this one dude and he was a great guy. And I got ten years later, I got his freaking roommate on my couch. Yeah. You know, so yeah, your name's what you got. Your dude, name's man, what you got, me guys. I know about that kind of stuff. Just just trying to get advertisers and whatnot. We've had people that have you know, been friends of the magazine, but not able to advertise for whatever reason for years and years. And then, you know, but we just stay cool with them. If they're cool people, I mean, it, you know, we'd love to have them as an advertiser, but like, it doesn't matter. You know, they were our friends. Yeah. And then boom, they get another job somewhere else. They get big budgets and they're like, hey, <laughs> it's time. So you that's, never know, that's, man, that stuff you don't. I've, don't I've, write people off, man. Cause, no, I, w- I have like so m- <laughs> It's funny because I was going to like, not throw anybody under the bus or everything, but I was like, man, I want to put a name out there because, like, I've seen this situation. No, I've seen these <laughs> companies and these situations it. were extremely, I, I mean, yes, talented, but, like, Prideful. fun. Fun marketing dudes or fun people in the industry where, like, it doesn't matter. Every year they shoot me down. They're not going to buy my product, whether it be the magazine, a booth space at your event, uh, a sponsorship on the side of your car, Whatever you're looking for, they're not giving you what you want, right? Yeah. But they're cool fucking dudes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, so you just see them after PRI, after trade show, after car show, whatever it is, and they start becoming your buddy, and then boom, they get promoted. And guess <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, I want some money. No, 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 no. But seriously, seriously, no. It's it's happened a few times, and um, and it, it's. It, yes, it, it's it's not like we're trying to be some manipulative people where we just try and give everybody a chance. And no, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with like, you know, back in the day, I used to think it was really awesome to hang out with like the guys who had the coolest looking cars. So like I would go to a car event, and, you know, if the dude pulls up with the biggest wheels or the biggest spoiler or whatever it is, most expensive car, I thought that there was the cool cars. thing to hang out with them. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was the cool thing. <clears throat> And come to find out, the cool people to hang out with are the people you just get along with. Yeah. It doesn't I matter mean, if they honest, have a car or yeah, not. Dude. Cars are... doesn't uh, matter. I don't even care about the damn car anymore, you know? Don't like, care about the car. Now, yeah, it doesn't matter. People get confused about S3 with that all the time. Why'd you feature this? I don't understand why you would feature, like, like there's better ones out there, and I'm just racking my brain trying to figure... It's like, it ain't about the car, dude. Like it's just no, not, no, not, not anymore. It's it a, used to. It's about the and if you have that mentality, you know, yeah. right? So well, if you have that mentality, that's too. fine. That's I get it. Um, it ain't how you stand next to your car. It ain't how you stand next to your car. No, no, and and, <laughs> and you know, there's uh, even in Formula D now, being around Formula Drift and stuff. There's there's a lot of really really cool drivers, and okay. everybody wants to be the drivers. Who's your favorite? But who's my favorite driver? Yeah. I mean, I'm biased, but if we have to, like, I love, and he's, um, we're lucky oh, not okay. to have part Just of our to keep it, here. But. To keep it politically correct, who is one of your favorite drivers, you know, and, one and of, what are his okay. qualities, his or her qualities that makes you, like, you know, kind of like, man, you're you're cooler than the average bear. Man, you know, it's funny. I want, I have so many answers because I love, I love all these guys so Give much. Give us five. One, I don't care. Just. One guy, okay, so like one guy comes to mind, and you may have heard of him, you may not have heard of him. Doesn't matter, he runs Formula D Pro 2. His name is Randall Waters, and he's this big, cuddly bear, and he's just so cool. His whole family comes out to these events and support him, 
and and stuff like that and he's always so nice and his sister's his spotter and she kills it and like the dude gets in the car though and he's a freaking ripper he killed it in fd last year he (laughs) killed it he did fantastic he kills it every time he drives and and i'd love to see it because he's like one of those like super humbling every driver i'll give you my top five the hold five on, most humble. So Randall, five, Randall Waters, you say. Randall Waters. Where is he from? I, Where is he from and what does he drive? Dallas, Texas. He's got an LS-powered uh, S14 uh, sponsored by IAS Performance. Okay. IAS Performance is his company that his sister is actually, the, I believe, sales and marketing manager for. And it's like a family Mike. venue thing as well. IAS, <laughs> call him up. Yeah. Mark. Uh, Missy Waters. Missy Waters. <laughs> she has great hair. Um, anywho. Uh, and, and and then there's another um, Dirk Stratton. Dirk Stratton. He pulls up. This this is why I love Dirk that's, Stratton. That's First time I ever met Dirk Stratton. American name right there. They own a Chevy dealership. Hell His family yeah, owns a Chevy. Strat- yeah, they own Stratton Chevrolet. Yeah. Dirk Stratton owns Stratton. Yeah, it's the most American. Yeah, you're breaking up again. Um, it's you, fantastic. <laughs> Mike's there phone is just, making you break up again. <laughs> I just had to shake my iPad. It's just, go. it was, yeah, I had to blow in the cartridge. Okay, um, so Stratton. Stratton family. What, what, Stratton family pulls up to, yeah, this is the coolest thing. So Stratton family pulls up to the event in a motorhome, but with like a smaller trailer. They don't have this like this gnarly trailer. They have this giant motorhome. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, it's a family event. They're they're all grilling out there. When they when they open up the door, they have like little tiki torches, and they roll out their like rug, and they have like a picnic table they set up, and they have like the George Foreman grill, and it's like if you ever walk past them, they yell your name and offer you a drink, and then if you sit <laughs> oh. down for a drink, you're eating too. You're gonna get a burger. You're gonna get a corn on cob. You're gonna get something. And um, it's it's why I like that is because I've moved past the the realm of as a spectator i guess you would say so like yes there i can say you know as a spectator level who's my favorite driver and it's like whoever's the most stylish whoever wrecks the most whatever it is and then when you move past that and you, you kind of meet all the drivers and you get to become friends with them they're great dudes you can still have your favorite looking driver but then you start to have your favorite kind of like friends yeah and my favorite friends are the one where he brings his family and they try and feed me um, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm with it. Um, and then and then the humbleness. My top, like I was gonna say, I could just say my top five drivers, favorite drivers, are the top five most humble, whoever they are. Yeah. However you want to categorize them, um, because it, it, I don't know what it is, but a lot of the, like these teams, or say you build a professional. This goes out to everybody if they're listening. If you have a drift car and you have the opportunity or a race car, whatever it is, and you, or you have even the opportunity to own, be a business owner, don't use the term I. Yeah. Use the term we. Right. Um, nobody's really self-made. Everybody gets help, Right. whether they believe it or not. If you got a quote from something, somebody helped you out. Right. So you don't use the term I as much. So when I see like drivers interviewing, they're like, yeah, I had a tough time. I had to change the engine last week. And then, you know, I had a hard time dialing in the car and then I had to tune the, no, we, Yeah. because like, say me, I'm on a team as well. Like I said, this core works team, I'm a spotter for the team and I help out with the programs and stuff. 
there's so many people who help out with our team that you may not even know when you're watching. You won't know, you know, watching your live stream or your TV show. That we put in our time too. We put in just as much energy and as much love, as much passion as the driver of the car. And and so, yeah, I think when you say like, who's my top five favorite Formula D drivers? I look at their whole package. If that's in a weird scenario, no, a I, weird sense. I think that's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I didn't yeah, realize I think... it until like I started answering the question. Um, <laughs> you like, know, I just uh, had an epiphany. No, but, yeah, I mean, oh that's my the God. thing. I mean, like, dude, you know, I, that was a turnoff for me with drifting in general is the, uh, the ego, man. And everybody's got to be more extreme than the other extreme guy. And, and um, everybody, it's almost... It's almost wrestling in a sense. I'm sure that analogy has been used before, but like, you know, everybody's got to have a persona. Like, who are you going to be? Are you going to be like, you know, the tattooed mohawk guy? Are you going to be like the, you know, the redneck guy? Are you going to be, you know, whatever it is. I'm not calling out Vaughn. He's awesome. But like, you know what I mean? Like, like that, that quickly happened. And, and I was around kind of drifting with Cody and everything. And, and, um, in the early days, um, when, there was still fighting for that top spot, the number one spot, you know, before like all the dust had settled and, and things had sorted themselves out. And I saw a lot of sellout moves. You know, I saw a yeah. lot of like people trying to be who they thought they needed to be and maybe uh, selling out friends in the process and stuff. And and uh, it kind of made me turn my back on the sport a little bit. And I, it sucks because I'm just now realizing that was dumb. Like you shouldn't kind of turn your back because it's some stereotype you know that a couple people are doing but um yeah, yeah. no like dude perfect answer i don't that's oh, it thanks. That, that's thanks. an answer <laughs> like, yeah you know, there's like, uh no. yeah my favorite my favorite driver is like <clears throat> it's it, it's funny because like we we all right so here i'll give a prime example i had this conversation earlier tonight did you did you did you Ferrari that came from oh, the drift. You're, you're breaking you see, up. You see a Ferrari? Hold on, hold hey, Don't on. worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll <laughs> so, but you were like, oh, I just had later. this epic conversation earlier. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was great. It was so good. Did you get all that? No, you were yeah, talking well, something about a Ferrari. Uh, so there's a Ferrari in Formula Drift. And uh, and I was trying to use like figure out why I don't like a Ferrari in Formula Drift. And it's hard to explain. Yeah. It's hard to I explain why I don't I like a Ferrari. I get it. You've already explained it perfectly. <laughs> but... I came up with a pretty good way to explain it. Yeah. It's kind of like your daughter coming to get picked up and it could be a totally nice guy, but he's picking up your daughter and he owns a Ferrari. You're not going to like him. (laughs) You're not going to like him. He could be the nicest guy in the world, but he comes to pick up your car, your, your daughter in a yellow Ferrari. Now, like I don't have any kids, but I love drifting and formula D just as much as anything else out there. Like if I had a kid debatably or whatever, but like, I love drifting. And this dude comes in with a yellow Ferrari. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't... I, I, no. I, I, I mean that jokingly. No. I mean that as a joke. The dude's actually genuine. He's super nice. He's got a solid program. Uh, I can't wait to see the car work, you know, properly. And, and, and yeah, the dude's a ripper. I, I've heard he's one of the best drivers out there, too. And uh, nonetheless... He showed up to pick up my daughter in a yellow Ferrari. He's going to have to prove himself. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Uh, my least favorite driver, whatever the guy is with the Ferrari. There we go. <laughs> Fair enough. 
I'm trying to think of what else, man. We're at an hour and seven minutes. Should That's we, pretty good. That's pretty good on for a podcast. Note? Like, you, you know, we got it right now on a high note. You're talking about, you know, be humble, don't say I. Yeah. It's only going to go downhill I, from here. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't have much else to go off of except for, like, it's going off of humbleness. I'm humbled right now that I got to do this podcast, and this podcast had no true subject or don't meaning worry about to it, it other than... Nobody watches it. Sorry. Yeah, nobody watches it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> dope. Awesome. Good phone call. Uh, <laughs> it was, uh, It'll the, be famous cool after we're dead and thing. gone. It was... Uh, so, yeah, it, it's that this podcast was based off of me. And I'm not, I'm not really accustomed to anything like that. You know, I'm not accustomed to somebody want to talk to me about me or somebody want to have a podcast with me on it and just say, listen, man, we want to just talk about our scenarios, things we've done together and stuff like that. And it doesn't matter, you know, if four people listen to it or 5,000 people listen to it. It's humbling to me to know that you guys are taking your time out of your day to listen to me talk about whatever story, about whatever scenario. Um, to me, I'm just me. I've just been having fun in this, again, small industry where I love so deeply. And I've met some really like great people and some really rad dudes, two of which are allowed me on their podcast that I've built this awesome hey. relationship with. And and it, it's this is humbling. This is a true meaning of like finding peace in what you do. And so, like, if I could go on any note, if you're not happy with what you're doing, what are you doing? <laughs> I love it. What it's are you like, doing? That, like, change it. That's like Kunu advice from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Kunu. Like, no, you're not doing anything. We should now. end it on that. You're like, wait, well, you got to do more than that. <laughs> you got to do that. Now, now you're just not doing anything. Yeah. 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 Guess what? It may not be ideal. It may not be ideal. If you want to be a race car driver, you might have to settle for tire changing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, you know, your parents say, you know, you could be an astronaut if you want to. Well, sometimes you just can't. Sometimes you're I don't control. know about you, but I'm dumb. <laughs> I'm dumb. I was born stupid. Like, I was, I, I'm done. I can't do, you know. And, <laughs> so, I can't do. I can't do right. No, no. I can only take left turns when I'm running. I can't take right turns. I just trip and fall. Um <laughs> But it's just, you you may not be able to get your ideal job. But I can promise you, you're going to find a job that you're happy at. And if you're not happy, then save us all time. Because the last thing I want to do is be a business owner and have an employee that's not happy working for me. Yeah. You know, so save us all the time. Unhappy people that you're working with, maybe outside of your business, just in the industry, bringing down the the vibe of the industry because there's a lot yeah. of those people there's a lot of those people lot of me and mike run into that like they could be <laughs> they could be they could be working at sema or they could be i don't know selling phone books and it's all the same to them you know and it's like ah sometimes you meet those people and you're like why are we <laughs> like why are you here why are we here yeah yeah like, like and like there's not enough jobs in this industry. Save it for the people no, that really No, there's not enough people. jobs. But listen, if you're working at Wendy's and try and make fun of it, man. Like it might not be the coolest scenario. It might not be. Yeah. But you're the one who chose it. 
it's your mentality. So. It's how you want to, if you go into work saying, fuck, I hate this job. I don't want to do this job. You're not going to do it right. If you go in there and you say, I'm going to crush this job. Guess what? You might move up to manager of that store. And then guess what? You might become a regional manager. And then what do you have now on your resume? You have regional manager on your resume. And you can carry that to whatever O'Reilly's and become a regional parts manager. And then take that. Now you have an automotive trait from regional parts manager. And you can add that to your resume and transfer over to performance brand. It's going to take work. It's going to take time. But if you went there and flipped that burger with the mentality of, I'm not going to let this get me down. I'm going to be the best damn burger flipper out there. It's going to go a long way. Yeah. I mean, people it's don't, gonna go. I think people don't realize a lot they're in the middle of their story. They're not at the end of it. You always think like today yeah. is kind of the end, you know, and it's, it's, it's just some part in the middle. No. Um, all right. Well, no. I had little questions here, but we honestly got to a lot of them just kind of by accident. Um, the ones that we didn't seem kind of stupid now anyway. So, <laughs> damn, I was really good at the stupid questions. No, nah, it was just dumb stuff like, "What was your first car?" You know, just little like, quick fire questions. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. Actually, the favorite pro driver was in there. See, we hit all these. Uh, what would be I... what would be a dream drift car? Just out of curiosity. <gasps> Ooh, favorite favorite driver. Let me just go back. I'm gonna answer it. Ross Petty. Ross Petty. Oh, Ross I Petty. forgot about Ross Petty. Ross Petty. Ross the, Petty, you will go down dude. in the history book as my favorite driver. All right, fair enough. What's he yeah. doing? Is he okay. back in Hawaii? Uh, I, th- I heard he's living in Vegas. Oh. I also heard he was trying to build a Land Cruiser with a 2J so he could learn how to drive it on two wheels like they do in Bahrain <laughs> or whatever, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I don't I don't know. I've heard like 10 stories, and I think like none of them are right, but they're all entertaining. Um, cool. So, favorite drift car, S15, hands down. It, favorite, one of my favorite cars, Nissan. You really messed up, man. You messed up. You you done goofed. All right. What motor would you go with? Yeah, that S S chassis line. I I think you had something with it. You know what? what R.I.P. It's Ford's turn now. Let Ford get rid of all the good cars. <laughs> <laughs> Nissan, you had your chance to screw up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all watch for it. No, uh, I do. I want to thank you guys, and I want to thank S3 Magazine. Each and every one of you guys. S3 Magazine, uh, all thanks the, you, my friend. Thank you. All the way down all the way down to the, the to the bottom of the barrel. Yusuf. Uh, I want to thank you, Yusuf. <laughs> yeah, that's where you're going. <laughs> I love you, Yusuf. Oh, he's my favorite. All I right. Well, all right. you guys get some sleep. All right, guys. Thank you, guys. Good Thank job. you. See Thank you, you. Thank you for letting me on. Much love, and, and hopefully we'll be, hey, we'll be doing this And if y'all game. are one of the three people listening and you're in Atlanta, come to Formula D this weekend and say what's up. We'll all be there. Yep. One of the three. And if you mention this podcast, you'll get something. Something. We'll figure it out. We'll figure yeah, it we'll out. Figure it out Just mention, if you mention the podcast, I'm going to be hyped. <laughs> I'll give you something. I'll give you something. If you mention podcast, I'm gonna buy myself a T-shirt because I'm gonna be excited. Just mention <laughs> podcast. Just mention the podcast. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. All right. You have a great night. Good night. Thank you for everybody listening. All right. See you guys. Yeah.